When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sunday, Monday, Cory Days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Cory Days. Cory Day. What a day for YouTube. This content is out. Scoop along with me those Cory Days. No scoops. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat for the week. I am Steel Saunders. I do love Star Wars. Joining me is uh, Corey Van Dyke. How you doing? So, if you're a Star Wars podcast, if we cover Star Wars and talk about it, I think the only way to truly run a show is to delay it a bit. So instead of our exact time we're coming here in true Lucasfilm fashion, we have to delay the show by like 20 minutes, you know. Filoni approves. Yeah. Filoni approves. Yeah. Now, um, a bit of Star Wars stuff to talk about this week, and we'll get to it all. Um, John Boyega's talking Star Wars. I've got to find this Bad Batch thing, Corey. Bizarre. Um, we've got an Andor clip. There's this. There's a lot going on, and I've done some Star Warsy things that we can talk about this week. Okay. But we didn't do an episode last week. Yeah. Because um, you bumped your head. Yeah, so there's a... I have a stackable washer-dryer combo, and so they're not, like, sitting together. So I uh, I left the door for the dryer open, um, and I, I had just gotten out a rug, and I put the rug down. Should we I, just show the clip? Yeah, let's just do that, yeah. Take over. Okay. There you go. And then that happened. <laughs> so I got a concussion from that, which was really dude, 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 dude. Just like that. I, I feel it's like the dumbest way to get one. Um, but yeah, it was a lot. What's the what's the smart way to get a concussion, Corey? In your I book, feel like the smart way to get a concussion is is when you're like playing sports. <laughs> that that you can kind of foresee, but like. Any of us who have gotten one through, like, hitting our heads on a door or something, like, that's just, I, this is not the, it's not the way. But. It is not the way. So you took the week off after your brutal laundry injury. It was, it was, it was yeah, it was a lot worse than I thought it would be. I couldn't, like, go out in light without feeling, like, sick, and I had to just, like, stay in my room in the dark and just... Alessio in the chat says, Corey, hoping I see you at D23 in two weeks. Oh. Now, normally that'd be an upbeat message, but I, I think they might be worried that you, are you going to make it to D23 in two weeks? I said that about Celebration and about Comic-Con. Every time we're getting closer, I'm like, yeah, but those doors. So it's... <laughs> 
Concussions are the worst, JG says. Yeah, My fine. one and only was boxing. I have never boxed again. See, I, no, I, 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 it, all due respect, JG. And if you did ever box, then I, I like, I have a uh, immediate fear of you. Um, but I would not list that as a smart way to get a concussion because it's an expected way. I, I, I guess maybe if you were, someone said, here's a million dollars, go get a concussion. That would be a smart way to get one if you wanted to get one. Cause it's a pretty, you know, the percentages are that you're going to get a concussion, but smart, I, I, it depends on your definition. Yeah. It's a, it's a savvy way. Savvy. Well, it's funny. So this was, oh, this, this was my fifth concussion that I've gotten. And oh. it's really, it's something. And it's usually, it's usually from like banging my head on something. So it was a, it was a shelf at Target. Um, at Target? Target, yeah. What were you reaching down to get? So when they had the big... <laughs> they had a bunch of clearance stuff, you know, Star Wars stuff. And I remember... There was just like this big wide shelf and I went below the shelf to, to grab the item and I just, that was probably the worst concussion because that one, the doctor called and went, yeah, you, you have a concussion, but you're also slightly bleeding a bit in the brain. And that was <laughs> the target shelf. Never good. That would have been, we, we, that would have been great if you're doing your collecting podcast that week. <laughs> right. And you're like, what did you get? Oh, I got concussion um, and an aura sing. That's right. Yeah. It was a, uh, yeah, this, this one was the dumbest one by far, though, for sure. Okay. Um, I just watched uh, a bit of that Light and Magic documentary. I hadn't seen it yet. And uh, I had some spare having something gone while I do work time. And uh, have you seen it, Corey? I have not. What, what, what? You're you're pretty into Star Wars. What what um, you don't want to hear the old men talk about the models? Is that is that it? I genuinely forgot that was even on there uh, until you just mentioned it right now. Um, I don't know. I just yeah, I haven't gotten around to checking it out. Um, I'm I'm very like behind on watching behind the scenes stuff. Are you anti special effects, Corey? I am. I only want practical effects. So that's all I want. And uh, not only that, but isn't it a weekly thing too? So like, I think it's all out though. Oh, it's all out now. Okay, I feel like that might be the reason I didn't I didn't see it off the bat. Um, I know Aubrey's big into like ILM stuff, so we haven't. I'm, I'm assuming I'll see it with her at some point, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've not seen it. We'll see. Uh Levi Bond says, just stop by to say hi, uh, hoping Corey doesn't die searching for action figures. Um, I too, before this podcast, always hoped Corey didn't die searching for action figures. I hope he doesn't die doing anything. But now, after this podcast, I'm concerned he might die while looking for action figures. So it's a whole new, um, yeah. whole new level. Hey, i tell you one thing I didn't like about it. That is ironic. At the start, when they show the Lucasfilm logo, yeah. they should show the faces of all the old ILMers. How dope would that be? That would be great. 
don't so see why not. Th- there's new interviews with George Lucas in it, right? Are they? Really? Yeah. How do they? How do they ring him up? Hey, we're doing it. Like it just seems like such a weird relationship. Yeah, I feel like it's like a favor to someone. <laughs> Honestly, I guess Lawrence Kasdan did. He did produce it, so yeah. maybe that's the old mating in. How many episodes is this? I'm I think it's six. Hey, and also, this is a credit. There's, there's one thing that I sort of thought that ILM could have done to really flex their muscles, to show... Because like, they're talking about how good they are. Rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. One amazing technical achievement they did do in the documentary that I was blown away by was um, the George Lucas comments to camera. The aspect ratio was... Nine by sixteen. Okay. It wasn't corrupt on the side because he did it on his iPhone. Yeah. Did he actually? Pardon? No, I, I just, I, it just, it just dawned on me. Just ignore me, ignore me. <laughs> Different eras. At the Phantom Menace panel, twentieth anniversary, he sent in an iPhone message. Yes. In in the vertical so on the side of the big screens in oh, Chicago. It. Yeah, it was like a vertical thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the aspect I, ratio I genuinely don't know what you're talking about, but You know how phones record one way, right? Right. But if you turn the phone sideways it's like a TV. Yeah. Yeah, so he didn't. He recorded it vertically. I'm sorry, I have I, I have a concussion, so I just kind of you know just zoom it out there for a second. <laughs> now now I get what you meant. Does everyone else follow? Like I like, follow. Am I, like am, um, is it am I the problem or is no, it? Dude, 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 dude. Lucas Star Wars celebrate. I heard. Well, this might be off topic, but I heard uh, George sent in something for the Attack of the Clones panel, and it was almost identical to. Um, to the one he sent in for Phantom Menace. I think it was widescreen, though. I think that was the big oh. difference. Right, well, um, they're always just... The one at the Phantom Menace panel, it was like, no one thought to edit this at all. It, it was... It was. It's just so weird, so stark that this man made this galaxy and stuff, and then he's just in his yeah. backyard... Just old manning it in his like off brand Crocs. His New Balance. Loves his New Balance. I'm looking this up because I really. I'm very curious about it now. This was what, 2019 celebration? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I see it. Ah, oh, really? That quick? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I kind of love that though. Like every time George does a. Like a video call or anything for star wars now it's always this like awkward angle or something's going on oh well you gotta watch this you gotta watch it for this just the first episode because it ends spoiler alert everyone when he gets back from europe or england to um and ilm's only done two shots right it ends on that cliffhanger in the in the arc of ilm and it just ends with George Lucas going, and I was not happy. And that's it. 
and he crosses his arm and does this big like cartoon like pro wrestling grump and it's like who are you dude like do you know what I mean? Like when you're not at a convention, when you're just in your house and you're flicking around on the, on the TV, you got some yogurt or something. Like, what are you eating? Are you going some yogurt? Like, who are you? I love it. And I, then, I, I, I'm assuming you've seen the classic George Lucas, uh, the, the like mineral documentary that somebody's making. He's in the background walking into a building. The best. the best and 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 the noodles in adelaide have i shown have i shown you the photo how i duplicated that photo i don't think so ah i'll have to show you one day but um i did um a perfect rendition the exact same angle in the in the same food court beautiful thing oh maybe i have yeah well speaking of george lucas cameos uh, this week i saw that uh was it Dave Filoni or John Favreau said they would want him to cameo in the Mandalorian? Yeah, 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 really. And that's their that's their dream cameo for like anything. Ah. So, I feel like that's like the slimmest chance of ever happening. But how can this chance? Yeah. The um, I just hope they do a documentary about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that, that, that to me, it's sort of like if he's in the background, it's like, it, it doesn't really phase me either way. You drop 26 minutes of that on Disney plus and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Well, could you imagine like he is a background character in a, in a random episode of Mando? And then could you imagine being an extra on that? <laughs> <laughs> Your parent with George Lucas. <laughs> That would be insane. Oh, no. Oh, that's Rebecca says the Adelaide noodle spot has been ruined due to COVID. All the tables have changed places, so you can't get the photo no more. Oh, limited edition. Wow. That's Excellent. Um, I thought what would have been good, they got the aspect of his... Um, the interview done right with the cameras, but I thought what would have really shown off their technical excellence is if everyone speaking was de-aged to the year that they were working on the movie. <laughs> wow. Joe Johnson with the, like the bowl cut and stuff. See that, that would, that would like, you don't have to, don't, don't tell me ILM's amazing. Show me, show me Corey. Place for it. There you go. You show off your skills right there. All de-aged. But I'm... Um, oh, and on Lucas, I saw a bit of the next episode and he's talking about how he just like, I just like fast cars. And it's like, like, do you like the Fast and the Furious films? Do you think they're sick? Like, what do you think of them? Who are you, George? I feel like you could probably get that answer. You're going to Google that? You're going to ask Jeeves? <laughs> he lives his life a quarter parsec at a time, Corey. <laughs> okay, there's nothing... Well, the only thing that comes up is Lucasfilm reportedly developing Fast and the Furious. There you go. You heard it here first. 
Scoops are back. Hmm. Interesting. Fast and Furious style Star Wars film. Wait, I got another thing about this um, documentary, right? So Ron Howard, right, talks about how he auditioned for American Graffiti. And, you know, he's classic Ron Howard, best dude you've ever met. And, like, he is apple pie. He is all that's good and wholesome, I feel. But anyway, he's talking about how he went to audition for this. I went for this audition, American Graffiti. I didn't even know what graffiti, I had to look up what the word graffiti meant. Mm-hmm. What did he think the writing on the wall on the side of the freeway was? What what did he think that was called before he found out about the word graffiti? Uh, Street words. There's a lot of street words around here. Is that really what he called it? No! No! (laughs) That's what I want to ask him. I, I, I... my, I want to, my, my, my one George Lucas question is, I, I just want to know why he put the rock in the special edition. Cause it's just like, how do you even conceive that the scene yeah. needs a rock? And to Ron Howard, my question would be, um, what did you call the, the, the street, the street words? I think that's a fair question. I think the two questions you should ask would be that, and if he's into Fast and the Furious, and then you've got... You can honestly make a complete documentary on those two questions alone. Boom. Done. Disney Plus. Excellent. Um, I did like in it that... I don't know if... like It wasn't loaded with, like, your felonies. Right. Like, it wasn't people that watched other documentaries about ILM telling you what they saw in the other documentary. Right. So that was cool. But there was, like, a tiny bit of... There was, like, a Favreau quote and a a J.J. Abrams quote, but no, like, them... Like, I I see some documentaries, and it's someone that wasn't there saying what happened because they got told it. It's just very Mm -hmm. weird. So credit there. But... Listen, if you're going to pull in heads of people like to ask about Star Wars, it doesn't matter what the topic, right? You've got to get McCollum. Of course. Yeah. Was he there? Nothing. Really? No McCollum, right? When it doesn't matter what they, what, it just no matter what the topic, what world event. I would like Rick McCullum to give his um, what's his point of view. But yeah. right, that's upsetting. But I am taking a. Um, I'm making a documentary about you hitting your head. Oh man, that's a, that's a tall order. And I got Rick McCullum to speak out on it. I mean, you know, uh, um, we have so few challenges, real challenges in our life, you know, that they had to face. And it's just a mirror to everybody to say, look, you think you've got problems? Take a look. Uh, and can and when it gets tough, you don't go run, run away. You stick with it and you make it work. If you made that commitment. <laughs> so good. 
<laughs> wow, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> oh. oh, that's art. That's absolute art right there. <laughs> I didn't think we could have something on par with your Patty Jenkins bit. <laughs> that did it. Oh, when she got back in the next week. <laughs> <laughs> she packed her pack. She put her roller plates in the trunk. Do you have that still on hand? <laughs> I hope not. Oh, that's still the best to this day. That's, you can't. That's just. <laughs> she packs it all up. Oh, for people who don't understand that, you just you got to go back and find it. <laughs> it's so good. Oh man. Um, what about uh? I'll, I'll get this up. Let's watch this, Corey. Um, share screen. Let's do that. Chrome tab. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi, a Jedi's return, Corey. Yeah. How do you feel about this? All right. We definitely had no idea this was happening. <laughs> this is, um, yeah, this is something that, uh, you know, I mean, you and I have talked about pretty much since we, we were on set of just being like, when this comes out, <laughs> this is going to be nuts. So, yeah, let's, let's take a look at it first. Oh, I'm just I remember like, clearly the first time I saw Star Wars. Hello there. Hey, when um, when you and McGregor walks along like this, yeah, it looks like it's a pop up ad on YouTube, and he's about to sell us Bitcoin. It, it, it yeah. <laughs> the future currency. world to be a part of. Coming back to it after all these years was very meaningful to me. My first day on set, I shouted, "Obi Wan!" I saw a hand go up. I, I I too did that, um, but somehow that got me kicked out of the documentary. Yet he's got a featured part. Yeah, removed completely. It's not what you know, Corey. God, he looks happy there. I feel hugely fortunate to be able to do this, but also a big responsibility to trying to do it right. Obi-Wan Kenobi is an iconic character. I don't think I'd imagined the scale of the series. It blew my mind. So many people have such an emotional relationship to the Star Wars. I, that music makes me want to buy life insurance. i got to tell you. <laughs> this would do it. Yeah, if anything, this would do it. Galaxy. It's in everybody's life. So C celebrating Disney Plus Day, Corey. Yeah. I gotta tell you, uh, this this logo is sick. It is really good. Oh, they yeah. Should, they should only use that for Star Wars. They they have only used it for Kenobi, but they should just do it for everything. Um, I I think 
you and I talked last week that we probably thought this would happen on Disney Plus Day, so it's it's nice that they're doing that because, yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. I have been looking forward to this for a long time. So my 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 one gripe, Corey. Yeah, is that they're doing all the interviews like on a set, like on a in a studio. Yeah, it's just like. That set was so good. The outside yeah. set. Oh yeah. It, it like like all the like the the volume and all that is like super sick. But the fact they built a city, yeah, that you could walk around and you could pick up fruit and stuff like that. That's the that's the achievement. Oh yeah, and I feel like that's something that. For those, like, so when we were on set on Tatooine, that, that's what was really crazy about that particular set. Like Steel said, it was literally a whole city built. I mean, it was like Galaxy's Edge times, like, 30. You could just, every corner you turn, there was something new, something different. Uh, a droid would appear, or a creature, something along along the lines of that. I, I tell you what made it quite different to Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. The food was way cheaper food was free <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it was also one thing that was cool about you know obviously in galaxy's edge you're gonna you're kind of walking around in normal clothes and everyone's in normal clothing like a normie, like a normie. <laughs> <laughs> um but on set like everyone's dressed in their tattooing outfits and the creatures are there and like ewan's there and it's just it's whack but I hope that this documentary kind of showcases that city a lot and shows the details in it because it really deserves to have a spotlight. I think. Uh, I would love, it, like, I'm far. I'm just like at peace with everything because it worked out so well. It was yeah. this be- best case scenario. But I would love just one frame of me in the background, just to show how happy I was. Yeah. Yep. Well. I- I may well have a mask on. That was the thing. It was all, it was, it was it, like even outdoors back then. Yeah. It was, it was like soon as cut mask. Yeah. Very safe. Uh, but, well, and that's the thing is like a lot of, um, so a lot of people, like, I don't think we've talked about this before, but steel and I feel like the last year before Kenobi came out, we're always like, what if we get cut? <laughs> like, what if we're just a not like in any shot or anything? So the fact that, Thankfully, we, we were in a bunch of shots in the show is, is like, good enough. Uh, I find myself asking the same things now of if we'll get any any shots in there because it would be really cool just to see, like, you and I in one shot. Just, I don't know. It just it showcases kind of what it was like to be on there. Um, yeah, because I just, like, you've just got your memory, which I actually stood there and tried to, like, yeah. re- remember this remember it hey but so they've got those bits where they're like watching star wars on the volume mm-hmm. imagine that was your day on set and you're just walking around you're a bit lost you've bumped your head per se maybe <laughs> and you just walk into the studio and it's the volume and it's just like you and mcgregor watching star wars by himself just standing there Wow. smiling <laughs> and and then right at the back of the room there's like one other person 
when the lights begin to dim and we go somewhere we've never been before. Yeah, I knew that was going up. <laughs> That'd be creepy. That I would I don't think I'd know what to do. <laughs> do I leave? Do I stay? Do you know what I'd think? Do you think you've got problems? Take a look. What an arc. <laughs> uh, was this a clip you just found specifically for this week? Well, I tell yeah. That's um, gold. That's gold. Because I was watching it and I'm like, oh, I wish I wish Rick McCullum was in this. I admire his vigor. Uh. And um, so I looked up a Rick McCullum clip and it was just so perfect. So... Um, here we are. Yeah. Um, what about, let's watch the Andor clip. I, I'm guessing you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. This thing is um, Steel from the Empire. Hey, little shout out. Some Skarsgård action going on. I, I, I think I said this last time for those of you who don't know. I love Stellan Skarsgård, like one of my favorite actors. So this is just like still mind blowing that he's in the show. So which is it? I know big sass are gay. I know you bribe quartermasters to leave valuables on the ships before they come in with scrap, but this isn't that. This isn't something that let pass. No. I went in and got this myself. How? How's that possible? It was it was sealed on the Imperial Naval Base in Steergard. Look, you got the money, I got the box. What else is there to talk about? I'll give you another thousand credits. That's that's Corey after a big eBay transaction. That's right. <laughs> Tell me how you got it. <laughs> Another thousand. Done. How? You ruined the scene. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk in like you belong. Takes more than that, doesn't it? Just- He's talking about the Funko booth, Corey. Mm, yeah. You, you just walk in like you belong. And you get the limited edition. You know, it works, honestly. <laughs> it turns out. A uniform, some dirty hands, and an imperial toolkit. <laughs> They're so proud of themselves. They don't even care. They're so fat and satisfied. They can't imagine it. Can't imagine what? That someone like me would ever get inside their house, walk their floors, spit in their food, take their gear. Like, I'm going to have to take an, like, a anti-Andor stance on this. Okay. I don't know if it's a healthy mind that is continually thinking, imagining that someone's spitting in their food. Like... That might start a trend. No, I just think it'd be, like... Like, if you're always going, I think someone's spat in this. Like, I, 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 th- I think people are going to start judging you. But um, yeah. regardless of your, your weight issues or your satisfaction level. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I really like that clip. Oh, it's the shit. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, it, it's the atmosphere. Like, I can already tell. I mean, everyone's been saying this just off the bat. Visually, the show looks leaps and bounds different than any like live action Star Wars show we've gotten yet. So that's cool. 
the um, it's it's going to be so interesting that it's going to be you know more intriguey and character based and stuff, and it's over a longer period. Yeah, it, it's just like how, like, how are we going to handle it? Right. Do you know what I mean? How is our hype levels going to go? Like, you know, you got the weekend coming up, Corey. Mm-hmm. Yes, the weekend. Hey, Corey, it's a long weekend. Oh, three days. Hey, Corey, there's, there's a lot of good things going on. It's a seven-day week. And then you might be just like, you know, by the third, fourth, fifth day, you're just like, it's like the, the going to the convention. Right, yeah. But, um, like, how... Like, what? what is our level of biting into it every week um, compared to a series that uh, only, you know, with a double episode only goes for like five weeks? Well, I'm still, yeah, I'm still shocked that we're getting three at once. That's still, that's crazy. That, like, like, I lo- like I'm, I'm, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited to check it out. But that is a healthy amount of episodes in one night. Um, I, I can't, they've never done that before, have they? Were there like any Disney, I don't, I don't think any Disney Plus shows dropped three at once. Yeah, I think two seems to be the, was, yeah. which I sort of get the two because it's sort of the way people relate to media. If the first episode's just all set up, then it's just like, ah, ah, like they can't yeah. handle the pace. So, um, yeah putting two but i don't know I, I i thought the three was to catch it up in weeks because they held it off because of yeah. the the dragons and the the lords the rings mm-hmm. yeah man i don't know i think uh yeah that makes the most sense i i got why they did kenobi with the two episode thing because they had celebration uh, showing both episodes that made sense i do wonder if they're going to be dropping the andor episodes at midnight or if they're going to be doing it a couple hours prior because i know when they drop i've noticed when any show drops like two to three episodes for streaming they usually drop them a couple hours before midnight um so i could see that being the case uh rick Vilvanuva in uh chicago that chicken place in chicago Oh my god! I've and heard what, what, all the rave about it. I haven't actually been though. Rick, what was the? It's a guy's name, like Henry's or something. But oh, a little bit of bread underneath at the end, a little treat. Love it. Um, he says, "Did you see the pick with the pod racer engines?" I did see the pick, but I think they're just engines. Like I, I think that's just engines. Because like when you look at the Naboo Starfighter with the pieces taken off. Yeah. Like and even even like the um, the cross section books, yeah. It's Harold's chicken. Harold's chicken. Harold's chicken. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I, I remember everyone talking about it. Um, because I I grew up in Chicago and I never I never went for some reason. That sounds good. Uh, Nicholas is with us. First time joining the live stream for absolutely ages. Still, the backdrop is looking great. It's actually in a. My whole, everything in my life is in, on pause at the moment, including fixing this up because I'm, I'm trying to, f- I'm trying to finish this big project for my shop back home and it's taken eight months and I'm getting close to the end of it. So I'm just like, 
every this is a big this is like a holiday from working on it, Corey. So um I, really, I, right I now. Yeah, this is like a two hour like or hour how long it is. Um provide the holiday time. Oh, this holiday is my big year. um this is my mental health hour, Corey. <laughs> um So yeah, Andor. I, I yeah, I just I don't know. I'm just really interested in in like everything I hear about it. It just sounds delicious. It sounds very good. Yeah. For a bit more of a slow burn, but yeah, what is that going to be like to watch it like a twelve part um, live action TV show? It's- I, and I actually I feel like that's it's important to also have those shows that do have the slow burns because. I feel like you get, and it's, I think Tony Gilroy's talked about this too, but you get a lot more of the sort of drama, the, the, the drama genre of a TV show. Whereas like, obviously, and it's okay. Everything's different. Obi-Wan was more like, like fun. And that's, that's awesome. And same with Mandalorian, but this definitely seems to be a lot more serious in tone, kind of like Rogue One was very different from anything else. So I think it's good that they have different genres of shows in Star Wars so that it's not always the same thing repeated. Um, yeah, I, I, I think even the stuff with Mon Mothma that they've been teasing sounds really cool. They said she got married when she was like 16. I, I don't know if that's like a political thing in, in the show that they're going to bring up, but that's something that <clears throat> I guess they're exploring. She got uh, married when she was 16. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, there's something I never hear anyone talk about. What about this Admiral Raddus? You reckon we're going to get him? Oh man, yeah, that'd be great. I feel like that's season two. I feel like that. I feel like season two is where you're going to get the most connection to Rogue One. I feel like this season is going to be very much like centered on Cassian's upbringing and and how he decides to join the rebellion. Um, His pre-Radis years. Yeah. (laughs) Pratis. I feel like you got to see Radis at some point, right? Oh, it'd be so good. He's big and blue. What else do you... That's perfect. That'd be, you know... In Rogue One, that'd be a big nostalgia pop. Hey. I already feel like, even with Saw being there in Mon Mothma, it's weird. I feel like we're back in 2016 every single time I see these interviews. Um, Have you seen Diego Luna talking about Jabba now oh he's back on that he's back on that uh actually Rick I, I saw uh, tweeted this out the other day there's a video of somebody asking him about it and he <laughs> it's really funny it's on Rick's Twitter if you can pull it up uh it's 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 a gold standard video I mean it's like literally maybe the best one of the best videos of all time uh Lisa Pasquale says Gilroy said said no fan service in Andor have I ever said that I hate like the word fan service? I don't know if I've said that before, but I just like I don't know. Like it's it's all Do you know do you know what my word is like that yeah. that I just hate? Yeah. Law. The law. <laughs> it just Yeah. Like it even yeah. rhymes with bore. Like it's just it it just it, it doesn't have it's not a fun word. It just seems yeah. like a like a like rules. Lore, uh, fan service, 
And there was one other one that always... There's more to that. I think he's saying about the no fan service in Andor. Um, I'd read something where he said, like, you know, characters will come back, but it's for a purpose sort of thing. So if it's, if it's for a purpose, then it like, depending on your definition of fan service, but fan service is more like Ponda Barber bumping into that guy. And and it's just like, (laughs) like, not only does it have nothing to do with the story, it seems unbelievable in the scope of the established canon. So it was just like, ah, oh, you did this silly thing that doesn't really make sense. Like, oh, you're going to make a book? Of- oh, great. Thanks. Yep. After that, after Ponda Barber and the Doctor were on that planet, they ju- they then went to the Harlequin. The, the, the Galactic Star Cruiser <laughs> that's right. for a vacation. Yeah. And then they went to Tatooine. Yeah, right. And that's why they were so grumpy because yeah. life on the Star Cruiser was so good. Or they lost a lot of money paying to get in. So, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, so what's happening with these animated cartoons? Don't tell me about the non-animated cartoons. Just tell me about the animated ones. Like, Thank you for that clarification. Uh, <laughs> I think... Um, I don't know, man. Like, To me... Th- and this is what I said last week. I-, I really feel like this is the way Disney Plus is structured. Like, Who did you say it to last week? Ah, right. Yeah, you see? You said it to the fridge. It's right. I, I thought, actually, we recorded a podcast probably because I was in such I reckon. In, I reckon if you just tilt that camera a little bit, there's like one of those old-style long mops in the corner with headphones on and a like little Snoke Theory sticker on the front, and, and you do a little bit of private podcasting with me. <laughs> That's right. You're my mop. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I... I think Disney Plus is structured in a way where they don't have set dates for anything, but wait until subscribers are like... Oh, they've got a set date for my bill every month. Oh, yeah. That's that's just joy for them, but... Or at least the person that pays for it. Their their bill, not not mine. uh, True enough. I do think it's weird that, like, there seems to be, like no commitment to a date in the fall like i don't know man it's just it's strange streaming is strange in general like just the way any streaming service runs their stuff like hbo should be up is it is it that weird you make something you say hey we've made it we're gonna put it out on this date is it like does it does it have to be that complicated it shouldn't be i agree i don't i don't get why it is but like I would love to hear the breakdown from somebody at Disney about the logic behind it because it's strange. I mean, you know, I remember, you know, for Star Wars films, right? Like it was always exciting having a date locked down even a year prior because it was just exciting knowing that like we were getting closer and closer to that date. Anytime it's like spring or summer or fall, there's just like a general ballpark for it. It, I, I feel like it makes it a little bit less exciting on the ramp up to it. And and that's something that, you know, obviously once marketing starts, everything gets exciting. But I do think you lose something in the fact that, like, you just don't know. It's this weird fall 2022. It's going to be somewhere in there. 
Um, and then I guess on a Disney Plus, Disney Plus in Spain, I think it was, there was a date listed for Bad Batch of September 28th. So that was never uh, like an, a confirmed date. Now, they did this before with the final season of Clone Wars. There was a leaked date that came from like Disney Plus Germany or something, and that wasn't accurate. So I think on Disney Plus Day or D23, we'll know the dates for that. But it's strange, man. It is really weird, always sort of guessing when these things are. Well, you've got to think that one's a Disney Plus Day announcement. Dude. Because like D23 is more the other. Live action stuff, yeah. And, and parks and, you know, yeah, wobbly things that do this. Like, new, they've got new ones of them coming out, I hear. So, yeah. that's well, exciting. I, I think at D23 in 2019, they had, they had a little bit of a Clone Wars segment. So, it's possible, but I do agree that Disney Plus Day would be the one uh, to, to, to probably announce that. Oh, yes, I, I, have to, I have to say that Aubrey got me this really cool shirt today i i really dig it got classic kenobi right there best scene in the show aside from, aside from a certain age exodus and apologies <laughs> and of course aubrey scenes are dude i'm the first person in star wars live action to shoplift <laughs> no kidding i I'm waiting for your shirt designs, man. Like I, I'm, I'm waiting. This I'm project, really... mate. This project, it's yeah, killing me. This project needs to, it needs to be done. A oh, dude. I... <laughs> All right, uh, Alessio here's got a super chat going. Thanks, buddy. Bad Batch season two should drop all at once over Christmas to allow for a better received season. Zero complaints of filler episodes. And to ensure it still releases this fall. Um, I, 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 okay, I'll just finish it. Disney Plus doesn't need everything to be weekly. Um, I, I think that someone complaining a cartoon has filler episodes is not in their... It, it, that isn't a factor in their overall business priorities. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's just... That's like a, a thousand people on Twitter. Like, it, it's not... Like, so that's just not a, like, that's a fan thing. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that's like me going, oh, don't release all three Andors at once. Yeah. Because how am I going to make my videos? And it's like, that is such a fraction of the audience. Um, but I, 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 Alessio, I, I am dead against anything coming out all at once. I, it does not. I don't like, I'd rather, I, I get more enjoyment out of it weekly because I'll watch it that week. I'll think about it, do a pod, maybe watch it again. But if it all drops at once, like Stranger Things, I I just, it's just a blur to me. Yeah. Because I watched it all in two, three days. Right. Yeah. I I enjoy, when things are airing, I do enjoy the weekly model more because I feel like it, it gives... It gives each episode its own room to breathe and it's its own like spotlight too. I know for sure if like Mandalorian season two all dropped at once or something like that, you'd have so much lost in that because you get to the Luke moment and then that's all people will be talking about. So And I, it'd be and it'd be a race to it. 
Not that Bad Batch is going to have. Yeah. But even with, like, the appearance of so-and-so or who's he what, like, like, it would sort of, like, you'd feel, like, there's just the pressure to, like, I've got to watch it all and, like, it, it it's it's a bit much, but again, that's a fan a fan like the, a, a fan yeah. issue. But um, I, I wouldn't mind if they drop like two episodes at once of animation. Um, I think that that might work a bit better since the episodes are shorter. Um, but I, I don't know. I did enjoy the weekly model for Bad Batch last season because I felt like in that really big lull period between um, Mando season two and Book of Boba, we had like three months of being able to at least enjoy Bad Batch Weekly. Um, and then not only that, but now that we're about to approach the fact that we're getting three Star Wars shows at once, supposedly, I feel like you definitely can't drop something all at once when you've got, that's just too much at the same time. Um, on on this on the other hand though, I also wouldn't complain if they did that for Bad Batch. Like I wouldn't mind if they did that, but I would prefer uh the weekly model for sure. But here's where spreading it out is better. Yeah. So you got twelve bad batch episodes, right? So just time. sixteen. All right, so let's just say there's four months of episodes. Yeah. That would mean that the Hasbro figures come out like 20 months after the series finishes rather than two years after the series finishes. So that's good. There you go. Um, I, I know there's questions about Tales of the Jedi as well. I, I I still I I don't think that's going to be all at once either. I think that's going to be weekly. When's it going to be? Oh, that's the thing. Might never, never. It might never come out at this point. <laughs> but um, I okay. So Andor ends Thanksgiving. I have a feeling Tales of the Jedi might not come out till after Andor because of the whole pushing things around. So I, I don't think Tales of the Jedi is going to be until like November, December. If only there was like a huge corporate company that could give us those dates so we don't have to guess. But If only, Corey. If you only. Th- did you notice that um, we talked about this before, but like obviously all the press for Andor has started. And now, uh, you know, because you can't like you, you can't change press dates and everything, but it's always so interesting when like product comes out early or like press comes out early when something's delayed because yeah it's just I, how does that work in terms of generating hype you know what i'm saying like when it's so far out like, yeah i wonder if they take a hit from that or not well i think they just hold up a lot of the press but like a magazine and stuff they can't but i feel like i've seen a lot of interviews this week yeah, maybe that is all just like it's coming out at the normal time. Um, but I don't know. Like they can have the press things and then, you know, feel you know, give us a, a scene every week, build yeah. up the um, the vibe. But so um, what what merch is coming out early? What, what is this phenomenon? 
Yeah, I don't, uh, look, that's more on the Marvel side of things. Let me jump to a different franchise real quick. Um, Dude, even but even Lightyear, it's it's decked out with toys everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Um, Harry actually, um, I, I was listening to a podcast, and they said that you know how the conceit of Lightyear is that it's Andy's favorite movie, right? And they're like, I just don't see how this could be a kid's favorite movie. It's Harry's favorite movie. Like it's yeah, I, I it's fun. He watches it all the time, always talking about it. He's got his little like light year um ship and stuff. He's always talking about buzz and socks. But it's definitely the movie he's watched the most. So um yeah, I actually really liked it. It was good yeah, fun. Yeah, it was Opera and I watched it the other week and it was it was it was fun. I mean yeah, it's pretty- really is that uh, Filoni said all six shorts will drop at once. Ah, okay, yeah, I think I vaguely remember something about that as okay. well. That's okay. I guess if yeah, Alicia is willing to concede for four episodes weekly, okay. <laughs> and, like on, on the one night or every like two days. It's like a full week. Just- imagine that. Imagine they like did a whole season every two days, and it was just like a grueling marathon. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> that would be something. Like it's like, I, it's I like torture, and then it goes on. It's just like they got a thousand episodes, and it's every two days, and you got to do it. You got to edit and film a reaction. <laughs> oh my god. So I thought about that. So here's the content creator problems coming out here. I thought about that the other day for, for Andor. I was like, wow, that's going to be interesting because it's three episodes coming out. Got to film reactions for each and then, and then, and then cut them up. I haven't decided if I, if I am, if I am doing that again, but we'll see. Hmm. Did you end up, what Kenobi reactions did you put out? Because I, I, I saw, I think, the finale one. Yeah, I missed a couple because I was in Australia. Gotcha. Yeah. I definitely did finale. Because um, in it, I go, there's me! That I remember, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, Alrighty, what other little, any other little Star Wars things? Anyone in the chat got anything to... Oh, wait, we didn't talk about John Boyega. I had that in my thing. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. So, um, wait there. Um, so now he's saying, John Boyega, great dude. Um, I, I, my advice for all these actors, just to say not right now. When they're asked about it. Because he said he was sort of getting keen. And now he's sort of like, I'm pretty set with where it is and stuff. Um, just cover it all and go, not right now. That, that, yeah. That's what I'd do. No, honestly, like, it's funny because everyone's making it a really big deal. And I, anytime any Star Wars actor has said, I'm not coming back. Honestly, you could make a funny, I think, video montage of the amount of times people are not coming back and then they come back. So, 
you know, I, I get for John though. There's a lot more there than than a lot of the other actors. There's a lot of, of it, very valid issues on his end. So I totally would respect if he didn't. Totally respect it. Um, I don't feel like we're done with the sequel trilogy characters though. Um, I think they'll end up all coming back. I hope not, because I, okay. I want I want it to be. I, I want them to fix it. I, I want it to go on so then I can be at peace. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, but in this interview we just did, um, he talks a little bit about the rise of Skywalker. He says, to, the cer- to a certain extent, there should have been a Stormtrooper rebellion. Um, and then to flesh out Luke's character a bit more, give him more moments of redemption, which I feel like he needed after The Last Jedi. Ah, okay. That's that's very interesting. He's talking about after the Last Jedi, but um, he also commented. Oh, this must be a different interview. But I know he complimented Lucasfilm on um, being on the front foot with Moses and um, the 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 racists and their. Um, pop culture racist themed commentary so he was sort of um um because that was a big thing they sort of just ignored it ignored it with him and then he had that conversation with kathleen kennedy and um the the situation is um less terrible and heartbreaking now slightly yeah it's hopefully hopefully there's actual change happening there um what else got any other little star wars things for us Corey? should i check star wars i'll check star wars news because i feel like every time this has happened to us a lot in the past every time we like stop a show an hour later there's some variety article like hayden christensen's in ahsoka or something something crazy like that let's see uh, well, what do you think? Uh, I know we talked about this last week, but now that we know that on Disney Plus Day we're getting the Kenobi uh, documentary, what else do you think is in, in store for Star Wars uh, on that day? I actually feel like maybe we should save our predictions for that for next week, right before. We should, we should have our, our outline again. Because we were, oh my God, were we like <laughs> last year's? Dude, that was. There's only my. I'll get my prediction in now. Survive check. That's it, like it's just amusing. Um. High ground animation says, "Really hope they do a Disney gallery for Bad Batch." Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. I'm I'm disappointed that we've not gotten any behind the scenes really for for the Clone Wars or Bad Batch or. I wish we were getting a Disney gallery on Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Do you wish that? You know, because we're not, not we're not getting it. Or we're not getting it. We're getting Obi Wan Kenobi, a Jedi's yeah, return. Right? Yeah. What What was it called? It was Disney Gallery, the Mandalorian Gallery. It was something crazy. Oh. Um. Alrighty. 
I feel like that's about it, Corey. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to jot down my predictions because I just want to make them really entertaining. Nothing, nothing. My prediction is nothing. Willow. Well, it, it'll be our... Uh, Willow. <laughs> it'll be our D23 and Disney Plus Day speculation. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, even to predict a movie, it's just like... Um, anything else you'd like to say, Corey, in, yeah, um, we'll in be, summary, I think Aubrey and I will be doing some live streams coming up here soon. Um, we just took a little bit of a break cause life's been very hectic and, you know, Kenobi's now out. So we're going to probably start doing some stuff more I'm trying to figure out if I want to sort of stick to the schedule we used to have or what we're going to do. Well, you've had some, you've had some challenges. I have, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, um, we have so few challenges, real challenges in our life, you know, that they had to face. And it's just a mirror to everybody to say, look, you think you've got problems? Take a look. Uh, and, and, and when it gets tough, you don't go run, run away. You stick with it and you make it work. If you made that commitment. If you make the commitment, Corey. This is one of the, be- this is one of the best drops ever. You think you've got problems? Take a look. It's the way he says it. Yeah. That's what Take a look. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think Aubrey's starting her Lord of the Rings uh, podcasts. Uh, I think she's starting that this weekend or something. I forget. It's going to be on Combo Call, though, for the new show. Okay. Excellent. Well, as for us, I feel like this episode's gone on long enough. So, um,. Do the like and the thumbs up or the review on iTunes, all that good stuff. And um, we'll... If, if Corey can just protect his neck, like the Wu-Tang once rapped about for this week, we could be back next week. And, um, you know, I think we all agree. I'm super excited to see what you and your team created. So uh, there is that. But may that force... Be with you. Sunday, Monday, Corey days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Corey days. Corey day. What a day for YouTube. This content is out. Scoop along with me those Corey days. You think you have problems? Take a look. (laughs) Thanks, Rick. 